What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the UFC card going down this week at headline by Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. 12 fights going down from the apex, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Ozzy. How are we doing this week, my man? Doing really well. You know, right, uh, got through January here, so, uh, you know, going through to hopefully, like, the, the main meat of the pay-per-view, you know, season for, for the UFC here. Some big fights coming up in... Uh, in March and uh, in April, definitely, that I'm looking forward to. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got this card, Unconventional Time, going on this week. Uh, looking to get through it uh, probably in a quick order. Yeah, I definitely looked into a lot of these new fighters. Ten fighters making their UFC debut on this card, which is fucking insane. But something that Ozzy just alluded to is, you know, we're you know March and April is when it really starts heating up. All these fights these past few months are just like a lot of contender series guys, this road to UFC tournament. Uh, this card was supposed to go down in Korea, which would have been cool, but I guess the UFC couldn't work it out. And uh, instead, they're having it in the middle of the night in the UFC Apex. Um, and in terms of a recap, um, down astronomically would be a good way to to sum up my track uh, bettings uh, or track bets for the year. Uh, lost 5.85 units last event, down 11 units to start the year. So we're in the fucking hole over here. Um, but um, Live bets are always good, and they they rescued me the last event. But uh, yeah, what about you? Yes, I had three three bets last week, all uh, reverse sweeps, all three losers. Um, the most unfortunate one, obviously, you know, Glover was uh my biggest best one. That's gonna go down. Um, you know, Nate's probably you know not ending off on the the best foot. Good performance by Hill. Obviously, um, I was just surprised that Glover was not able to uh to get in on more takedowns and kind of put Jamal Hill down uh, earlier in the uh, earlier in the fight. That was really surprising to me. Um, and then from there, he just really couldn't find the timing to uh, to land any counter shots. But you know, the Figueredo Moreno over. Obviously, Figueredo gets his eye uh, his orbital broken with like that awkward punch by Moreno. I think that fight would have probably gone for sure the distance if it didn't get stopped by that. Obviously, it's a fine stoppage. The guy's eyes, eye was closed, but uh, but yeah, that was not a, that was not a good January. So that was down a, a little more than five units for me uh, as well between those uh, those three bets. Yeah, we underestimated Hill and how uh, how much he's improving. Obviously, he was probably a little foolish to trust Glover with uh, you know a big bet in into his forties and uh, you know the mileage is accumulating. So we were definitely way off in that one. And yeah, G rod too let us down big time. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And uh, I lost a lot of money on that fight. And I had like, I had a bunch of parlays. I made a, a three team, a three, four, five, six, seven leg parlay. And I had all these parlays and they all won every single leg one, except for Rodriguez, which, which killed yeah. every single one of them. So I lost a ton. Of that. Yeah. To, pu- to punish myself. I replayed that uh that that portion that 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 point where I was like, uh, what's going on here? You know, I was like, you know, they're giving us a playable line on Greg. What's going on here? And I replayed that on my. I was like, fuck! You should have listened to yourself. You knew that shit was not too good to be true. But I mean, good punch. You know, good left hand by the guy. I don't know what Greg was doing, man. Like, you, you got to be more. Uh, you got to be controlling. Uh, the distance a little bit better there, but Henry hoofed man, what the fuck? Yeah, he he God he. Damn. It's amazing that he um he really fights to like the level of his competition. Unfortunately, 
But Martian, this is what I tell you a lot of times, man. The the Southpaw thing is uh, that shit is real. You know, stuff just happens sometimes. These Southpaw and guys, the like, guys, these guys, the five foot eight middleweights. Yeah, but but it's just like you know, you know, yeah. Greg is probably training with some you know Southpaws a little bit during the camp, but there's just some shit that happens where like these guys are like just more likely to get clipped when you know Greg doesn't have that many MMA fights. Like Greg has. How many MMA 16, fights does uh-huh. he have over? I think it's less than What that, else happened? I don't know. I, I can't say. Burn, but burn either smash, way. You had a good call on that one. Oh, man. Murphy. We didn't, no no shot on Murphy there. Oh, yeah. That was funny. I, I mean, I was being more sarcastic overall. But um, but like I said, yo, Lauren Murphy, she was ready to go five. And Jessica Andrade said that her hands got hurt. Um, So if that was a five-rounder, you never know what could have happened. Right. You never know. Um, and then that could be a rematch. The Bonfine fight though. was pretty lit. That was a cool knockout. Nice to see McKinney get destroyed. That was crazy. That was crazy. That was a crazy knockout. All right, let's let's get into the let's rock and roll. Um, first fight, uh, flyweight division: Tatsuru Tyra, Jesus Aguilar. Tyra minus twelve hundred. Aguilar plus eight hundred. Um, I don't remember which fights of Aguilar I watched. I watched a few, and I just thought saw that he was immediately just a bad grappler and i just thought i saw all i needed to see to uh write him off in the spot so i think he will get submitted the lines though unfortunately are not playable minus 135 best out there for tyra sub um yeah i mean it could be a ground and pound as well this guy has pretty nasty ground and pound so uh i don't know i don't see any any best to make on this fight really yeah so i was telling you i don't think that um Aguilar is that much worse, actually, than uh, CJ Vergara. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people could uh, could dispute that. But either way, um, yeah, I think Tyrus probably going to get you know into his dominant grappling positions again. But I think this fight could be a little bit more competitive early, um, just because you know uh, Aguilar is kind of you know he's spunky. He kind of you know moves around a lot. Um, so if Tyra is not you know kind of getting uh, you know kind of like a clean takedown. You know, it might uh, it might take him a little bit longer to drag the fight out, but ultimately, I think he will win. Um, the the line is, I think, uh, you know, a bit inflated though, to be honest. But I think people are really impressed by like the length, um, the grappling, the strength that this guy has at the 125 weight class, and I think it will be it will be too much for uh, Mr. Aguilar as well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Tyra two three four fifty plus a thousand, maybe uh. Aguilar can survive around to, you know, increase the the odds on, on those pricings, but um, nothing I'm endorsing there. Next fight, uh, middleweight division, Junyun Park, Dennis Tululin. Actually, a really fun fight here. Um, two guys that uh, came through for us recently. Park is the favorite, minus two twenty five. Tululin plus one ninety. Uh, what are you thinking about this matchup? Very under under the covers, uh, you know, fight. I was I was getting my parks and my choice. Um, and my Kim's mixed up starting here, but you know, obviously Jung Young Park is my boy. Um, you know, he's a very, very consistent fighter. You re- really know what you're going to get with him. Um, good UFC career so far, right? Uh, five and five and two. Um, and even those two fights that he had were, were bangers and, you know, they were kind of going back and forth. So, I mean, the guy's had a lot of success in the UFC. Um, you know, he could, he's a, he's pretty well-rounded. He keeps a good pace. Um, you know, he kind of has shown, you know, the, 
energy kind of to, to go for the finish later, just like he did in, against Holmes. But he also sometimes, if if it's just striking, could kind of get dragged into a fight like like we saw with um, Eric Anders and, you know, even in the Joseph Holmes fight in the first round where he's not doing that much. Um, and Tululin, I think, is definitely going to look to uh, exchange here a lot. So it's going to be a matter of how does uh, Park go to the, the grappling, which I think he will. Um, and I think that uh, he's a much better grappler than uh, Dennis Lulin. So I think he will win. Um, you know, I think the steam is the right move. Um, under 200, I think I would probably bet on uh, Jung Young Park. Because I don't really think Tulula's, uh knocking him out. So I like Park there. Yeah, I, I largely agree. I don't think I'm interested in betting Park, but I guess, uh, you know, 65% minus 190 is uh, where I cap him in this fight. I think he's probably going to look like a small favorite while the fight's on the feet. Uh, I do have some concerns that his, his offense is just a tad predictable. A lot of jabs, one-twos, um, you know, his defense is not great either, but he, he is durable. So I could see it being close in the feet, uh, you know, when Dennis is pressuring you and, uh, you know, putting you on the back foot, he can string together combinations well. and um. But the grappling, you know, for Dennis is is pretty bad. You know, he can be taken down. He can be held down for long stretches. And, uh, you know, this was evident even before the the Kizria fight. You know, a lot of his fights, he was getting taken down and out grappled. So Park um, you know, has been looking to grapple more reliably. It's really what, you know, dominated him the fight uh, versus Holmes. So I think he'll probably go back to that here, use those takedowns and trips, get the fight to the floor, maybe some back takes at some point. But, um. I don't know. I, I think Tululin might actually see his way uh, to a decision here. Um, but, you know, probably uh, Park Round 3, um, I think, would be good, which is, uh, you know, 1300. Yeah, I mean, even Round 2, 850, 1300. Uh, we saw Tululin fade a little bit versus Kizriev, and he did kind of give up the neck and kind of quit a little bit in that fight. That was a short notice fight, though. But I can see a similar thing happening here. Park's got really good cardio and, uh, you know, I could see the sub happening here in the, in the second or third round. Um, that'll move us along to the next fight, which is in the women's uh, flyweight division. Gion Kim taking on Mandy Baum. Uh, Kim is pretty significant favorite here, minus 270. Baum plus 230. I mean, what does there to really say about this fight? Uh, not a fight that I did a whole lot of research on this week. I think if you're rewatching, you know, Gion Kim or Mandy Baum's fights, um, I don't know, man. I think you know, you know, Mandy bombs fights, Martian. Stop. You know, you didn't have to go back because you already did this. All right. I mean, don't act like you haven't seen every. No, nah, I don't know about that. Of Mandy bomb footage, but 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 do not but Ozzie, pretend. Tell, tell me, bro. You didn't watch this. You didn't watch these bitches fights uh, throughout the week. Listen, I know Mandy Bomb, yeah, bro. Exactly. What do you? What do you mean? I've watched every minute. I have watched every minute footage that has to do with mandy right Bond. that's what i will say that right now sad. confidently yeah, with confidence. that's sad that's very that's very so have you no so have no you. i don't know about that so uh, have you yes we've talked about mandy bomb fights in fucking detail <laughs> yeah didn't you go crazy because you bet because you won plus money on fucking victoria leonardo no people i think i think i did i think i did i think i did better and then i hedged out uh on the live i don't even oh, know i don't even know anyway no. anyway, anyway. Kim, kim will win she won't cover and uh, she has terrible Damn. luck with the judges so if you're betting a woman at minus 270 who has terrible luck <laughs> uh, with the judges that's just stupid i mean sure she should be she should be one or two levels ahead of bomb 
But are you really going to lay the chalk <laughs> on this on this woman to do so? Hell no. Hell no. What about you? You used to have confidence in Mandy Bomb's grappling. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. She trains. <laughs> so, look, I'm just saying. Mandy Bomb, I mean, you know, I can't say that when MMA, you know, the first uh, females came into MMA and, you know, Ronda what Rousey. What the hell is and, this preamble? Uh, We're talking about Mandy Bomb here. When did Ronda Rousey come into the UFC? Ronda <laughs> Jesus, Rousey came in 2013. So 10 years, okay? Almost to the day, Martian. Almost to the day. February 23rd, 2013 is when Ronda Rousey made her debut in the UFC. If you told me back then that 10 years later, we'd have cards where it's Mandy Bomb versus this girl Kim, I would say it's not worth it. I would say, no, scrap it. Dana, don't do it. And it's not worth it. Let's not do it, Dana. Because how is this how is how is this a fight that we have to be subjected to? <laughs> because Mandy Bomb, dude, like how she's barely competitive, Vittorio Leonardo in her last fight. She's non-competitive versus uh Ariana Lipsky. And now she's <laughs> plus at 230 against Ji Young Kim. In an MMA fight, that's insane. Like, I, 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 I didn't think that anyone could be like that. Like, that is actually UFC caliber. But overall, dude, you know, there's no way. The only reason that Kim is like this, uh, you know, favor, like favored is because, okay, one, the weight class. So, like, all right, she's back at 125. And two, the numbers that she puts up, right, the stats, they look good because she's throwing, like, put little push kicks. She's throwing little jabs, little crosses. But you cannot bet on this fight. Do not bet on this fight. Do not lay one cent on it. Don't watch it. Turn the TV <laughs> off. You need a bo- We need to boycott these f- fights like this. Sean, Mick, and Dana, Hunter, they need to see that when these kind of fights go on, the, you know, the, the, the ratings drop. So I think everyone should join the spaces in between this fight. Maybe get the play-by-play there as you listen to it. But don't watch it. Yeah, that was a whole lot to say though for for uh, all that advice. But I do I I'm gonna keep up the trend though. Round two, round three KO for for uh, for Kim here. Um, are are the stabs? No. Are the stabs? Yeah. I was bro. Mandy Bomb is at the very least tough. I don't know. Kim has no power. Yeah, but she's uh she's accurate. Um, okay, that'll. She does not hit harder than Ariana Lipsy. No, but she throws more. Anyway, anyway, um. Next fight is the first of the uh, the road of the UFC finals. We got five fights and oh no, only four. Um, so we're starting it off in the flyweight division. Uh, Hyun Sung Park taking on Seung Guk Choi. Uh, we have uh, Park minus one eighty, Choi plus one fifty five. <laughs> um, I believe it's your turn to start this one off. Yes. Yeah, this is the only fight that I bet. I bet it today. I bet plus one. Um... So 160 60 at DraftKings on uh, on Choi. I just think that the this fight should be much closer to even uh even odds. Um, you know, I guess you could make Park the favorite just because you know he has more of a you know is close is more of a finisher um you know in the fight here. But the last two guys that he submitted, both those guys are just were just really, really uh poor grapplers. I think that Choi um is I mean he might be the in the later stages of the fight, could be the better grappler. Maybe early on, the you know uh, Park being a little bit stronger than him might um, 
may give him the advantage. But I think overall, just an even fight. I mean, not going into too much depth, but Choi seems pretty well put together, has won a few fights by decision. And overall, I just don't think that Park has fought very good competition, uh, nor has he, uh, you know, I think has like the skills of a guy who's like, you know, whatever, like undefeated. Okay, he's got like a few of these finishes and, you know, these more high-profile fights. I'm not buying it. I'll take Choi, money line. And I actually, and I think this fight will uh, also go the distance. So um, I think uh, the minus 200, 174 on your off handle is, uh, is good. Yeah, so I, I do agree that uh, Choi is going to, to be the side in this one. Um, I think Park is probably going to be the better striker of the two by, uh, you know, a small margin um, because Choi, he, he's uh, tough to get a read on because his striking in uh, the one fight on his, um, in the road to the UFC, Rama, he seemed to have like no respect for Rama. It was just a charging forward, throwing combination. It's Rama. Yeah. It's, it's Rama. Okay. It's Rama. Um, and then, and then in the the Q Lin fight, he looked like very timid and almost intimidated by Q Lin and was not really uh, engaging any striking there. So um, it's tough to to know what you're going to get. I think if he if he comes out aggressive like he did in, in the the Rama fight, then he could have a good chance on the feet. But if he comes out timid and barely throwing any strikes, then it, it's not going to go good for him. But I think Park um, Park's light kicks are legit. His combination striking is not bad. And uh, I think that'll make him, you know, the slight favorite on the feet here. And I can really see either guy um, having uh, grappling success uh, against one another. Um, but I think it is a little more likely um, that, that Park has the, the upside with the wrestling. But I can see him also slowing down uh, and later in the fight. He's very untested late in fights. I don't think he's been to the decision at all, right? Uh, um, yeah, so his past... Uh, yeah, all, well, he did one time, um, you know, six or seven fights ago, but his past six fights all ended in round one or two. While Choi has gone to the decision two times in a row, um, you know, on the road to the UFC, so, you know, a little higher higher circumstances. And those were both, you know, fairly competitive, high-paced fights, and he won both those decisions. So I think the fact that he um, has been late in fights means a lot to me here. Uh, he's at a slight skill um, disadvantage, but I think that the cardio advantage could uh, possibly make up for that. Um, and I think it, it does probably deserve to be a little bit closer of a line. And also look out for Choi live because Park, could get off to an early start here, but with him not being tested late in fights, I think that we could see him, uh, you know, fade and uh, possibly, you know, gas out here in, in the second half of the fight. So um, that should be interesting. And that's going to move us along to the Bantamweight division next. We got um, the Japanese showdown, Rinya Nakamura taking on uh, Toshiami Kazama. Nakamura is the favorite, minus 425. Kazama is plus 325. Um, I, I tend to think this line is about right. Um, so starting with things on the feet, you know, Kazama, I haven't seen this guy, like, throw a strike, honestly. Like, every one of his fights, he is immediately grappling and looking to just get right into the grappling. I don't think he sets up his takedowns really well. And I'm just not convinced that he is any threat on the feet whatsoever. So uh, Nakamura, on the other hand, I mean, the dude is just charging forward, throwing bombs, you know, pretty reckless abandon. I think he could get could get countered and hurt by uh, more skilled strikers, but Kazama is not that. So with Nakamura being a, from a wrestling background as well, he's not really worried about getting taken down because he can scramble his ass off. 
And so he just charges forward on the feet like a juggernaut. So um, Kazama should be at a wrestling and striking disadvantage here. Only advantage I give him is possibly jujitsu. So it's going to be hard for Kazama to get the fight in his realm, considering that, that Nakamura uh, is just a really skilled wrestler and scrambler. Anytime Kazama is going to be trying to go for a position like a back take, I think that Nakamura could potentially outscramble him. And uh, we even saw uh, Kazama be taken down and put on bottom by uh, you know that Maya Mati guy. So I think Nakamura is probably going to win this one without much difficulty. And then the um, the only bets that are looking good to me are probably the overs here because it is a 135 fight. Um, I don't really rate Kazama's chance at a sub too high. So that means the most likely finish is Nakamura KO. And I just think that it's not as likely as the ITD minus 260 indicates. So for a, a Bantamweight fight at plus 200 to go the distance, I think that's the, the only interesting line I see on the fight. Would you say that Kazama reminds you of like Shinya Aoki a little bit? I don't know who that is. So, I mean, this fight is, um, I mean, Kazama is pretty cool. You know, he's got like this like judo stuff going on. Um, you know, he kind of like does like these weird, weird little like tangle ups and, you know, uh, tie ups. It's pretty interesting. But Nakamura to me looks like a guy that, pretty competitive you know i don't know how serious he you know he has six fights and like he has like that freestyle background so i'm hoping he's all in because he's only like 27 and i actually think that at 135 i mean he's jacked at 135 he's he looks like a bigger he looks like he could fight at 145 155 but at 135 i mean i think this guy could could definitely um you know tangle up and uh have a future in uh, the top you know maybe top 20 UFC top 25. I haven't seen that much of him. Don't get me wrong, but I do think he has the skills. And uh, usually a lot of these guys, like sometimes I see like these Asian prospects. I feel like you, um, when you have the skills like this guy, they're not, and they're not hype jobs. They end up like hitting the mark because they kind of get good opponents and shit like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing Nakamura, but yeah, I think he'll win as well. But you know, don't sleep on my boy Kazama. He he'll he'll he'll, he'll be in the UFC. I think he'll he'll get some fights. Any take on the what I said about over under? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Kazama, I think he is kind of like Shinya Yoke. He's just kind of like he's got the the weasel vibes with the with the grappling. So like if he's getting beat up, like he'll like tie you up in like a weird ass way to like you know prevent you from hitting him or you know make you grapple and shit like that. So yeah, I think I could see it going over. For sure, but I'm not playing. Also, Nakamura had a fight against uh Keitanyo, which he kind of just took him down and laid on top of him and now grappled him for the full fight. So I think this guy's fucking nasty. I'm telling you, Nakamura is good. Yeah, he is very good. Um, and I think that that could happen here. Like Kazama being a jiu-jitsu guy, I think he could, you know, uh, end on bottom here, and this fight could actually extend over. Uh, obviously, there's potential Nakamura just bombs him on the feet and gets him out of there, and this all looks stupid. But that last fight was insane, dude. He was he he was out to kill that other guy. Yeah, that poor guy. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a beatdown. <laughs> um, he got fucking. Next fight is in the featherweight division. We got Jia Yi taking on Ji Young Lee. Uh, the uh, the odds for this one are, um. Lee minus two forty three, Yi plus two oh eight. So <laughs> who will be taking? Oh, wait, wait, is it? Yeah, it's your turn. Is it? Uh, is it going to be Yi or is it going to be Lee? 
So early, so Yi, I I bet on him in his first um, road to UFC fight, I believe, and uh, I think he was the underdog there. It was maybe he was. I don't know. He was the underdog. Yeah, he looked good in that fight. I mean, I, when I saw him grapple, I was like, oh shit! All right, that's some good. And what weight class is this again? One forty-five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, man, this guy looks good. Like I, I thought his grappling was super slick. Second fight wasn't as good. Overall, obviously, it went the distance, and you know he won the fight, but it was kind of close. He's kind of like laying on his back a little bit too much for my liking. Like he just wasn't um, attacking as much as uh, I would like to have seen. So I've I initially was liking uh, the plus money on his side. I I still think that he like I'm not seeing the props like you you mentioned before. Um, like if I were to bet Yi, I would try to bet it like inside the distance because I feel like you know. I don't, I'm not sure how his cardio is, and I feel like Lee is, you know, he's solid, but I think he, like, kind of makes mistakes, and, like, if, if uh, Yi is winning this fight, it's going to be on the back of uh, grappling success, so if he has that, usually I like to have, you know, a submission or inside the distance or something like that, you know, in hopes that, that they finish the other guy, um, but yeah, I think that, it, I'm I'm not decided if I'll play that yet. But uh, but yeah, I cooled a little bit on uh, enthusiastically having the money line on uh, on E. Yeah, I think I would, I think I would take money line still over ITD. I think he could win. Uh, via- I mean, he is good. I mean, these guys, they both fought pretty good guys, if I remember right. He. Ye definitely fought good guys. Like both the guys Ye fought were kind of tough. Yeah, but up until tough. the up until his this point in his career, I think a lot of the guys were pretty bad. Um, like yeah, but he looked he looked a lot different in that first uh, road to like that was some very good grappling. Yeah, that first. But fight. that other that there's a good chance that other guy is just a, a bum on the map. Yeah, but he fucking folded still, dude. He totally tank like tangled that guy up. That was pretty good. I was impressed. Yeah, I mean, I. I it definitely seems like a striker versus grappler. Although Lee kind of reminds me of uh, our boy uh, Sung Woo Choi, um, who he, you know, kind of a tall, lanky guy, and he 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 wants the brawl. He wants to trade it out in the pocket. He wants to land that left hook so badly that he ends up leaving himself wide open for for counters. This guy uh, Lee, you know, he swings really hard and he he's knocked a lot of guys out, but he, he is way open to be hit. So I don't know if he's that guy to to, to punish him on the counter i really haven't been too impressed by Yi's striking he's definitely you know the, the worst striker of the two um but if he you know just doesn't back away and trade some punches with it with his chin down in there he, he could catch uh lee on the feet but if the fight's on the feet it's probably not going to be going Yi's way he will be looking to grapple here I, I hope he he really commits to the grappling attack because uh, if he does i mean he could look you know massive value he really could look like the favorite here if he he comes out and grapples the whole fight um but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it has to be money, uh, money line wise, dog or pass here. Uh, if you like Lee in any fashion, you know, you might as well take him by KO because um, I just think that there's no way he's covering minus two forty without you know hurting him badly at some point. So you might as well um, take the KO. Um, but uh, I definitely think that Yee's the side here. I don't know if I'll come around to, to bet on myself uh, yet. I think it could be a live bet situation. I, I think that Yee will be very open to getting hit and hurt early. It's just a matter of can he survive that 
um, and get his grappling going. And but Lee uh, does not look like a good wrestler. Uh, you know that Bin G fight, he did get taken down, and he was able to snatch the armbar off his back. But you know what happens if he can't get that armbar? He might be you know just terrible off his back. So hopefully Yi shows up with a good game plan to wrestle because uh, he could look like the you know big value if that happens. So. That'll move us along to the lightweight uh, final uh, between Anshul Jubilee and Jekka Saragi. Um, Jubilee is the slight favorite, minus 120. <laughs> Jekka, plus 100. Um, so we had Lee versus Yi. Now we got Jubilee versus Jekka. Um, interesting fight here. Watched a lot of tape on these guys, and you know, I, I feel somewhat, you know, passionately about this fight. And um, Jekka just seems mostly like a knockout artist to me. I think a lot of his his technique is, you know, big swinging actions, and I don't think he has uh, a lot of consistent striking. I don't think he's a good grappler. I don't know. I don't think he really knows how to keep his back off the fence because if you watch that fight against um, um, Pawan Man Singh on the road to UFC. He he beats him up early, and then round two, round three, he's actually slowing down. He's getting pushed against the cage. He's getting taken down, and then he is able to you know land that spinning back fist out of nowhere and get the win. But uh, I thought in rounds two and three he was looking really bad, and he looks like he he just gets tired. It looks like he goes for that early knockout, and if he doesn't get it, he gets tired. Um, now Jubilee, on the other hand, before the road to UFC, he was taking everybody down and now grappling them. Just you know low-level Indian fighters. He was just running through them on the mat. Um, and then in the Kim fight... Those Indian events look lit, by the way. <laughs> the commentators? Oh, awesome. man. The, uh, if you guys actually tape these fights, the commentators were like the nicest guys ever. Like this guy, some guy would get immediately taken down and look terrible. And then he'd be like, they'd be like, I won't do an accent. I'm not going to do an accent. But um, yeah, please don't. Yeah, They'd be like, oh, great job to regain half guard there on his way down to being slammed on the mat. Like they just found something good to say about everything. Thing. They didn't want Bro, to be- Jenka had some crazy fights though, dude. Like they were some of those one of the fights where he won the belt, I think, right? I think that was uh, what it was. All- they were bro. going insane in there. I don't, they were going crazy. Bad news, though. They're all removed from YouTube. I looked them up. How'd they remove them. I don't know, but that promotion, whatever it's called, um, they they had a bunch of Jekka fights up and oh, they God. all they removed them all. One pride. Yeah. I, they they made them all private. I don't know what's up with that. Um yeah. They're and, trying to keep that boy down. They're not trying to get clicks. That's They're true. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, uh, back nice. to my boy Jubilee. So, um, in the Kim fight, he he tries to take this guy down. It fails, and then you're thinking, "Oh man, this guy's grappled in all of his fights up until this point. He might be fucked." All of a sudden, he pulls out, you know, a striking game with some good boxing, a lot of good straight punches, digging into the body well. And him and Kim had a really good fight, competitive back and forth fight. A lot of people's knock on Jubilee is that his defense isn't good. He got hit a lot in that fight, which he did. You know, he got hit to the body a lot, a lot of left hooks to the head, but he ate them. Um, He started round one well. He dropped uh, Kim a few times. Round two, he got outstruck, and it looked like the tie was turning. And then he actually got a second win in the third round of the fight. And uh, he battled back and, you know, started digging to the body himself and uh, got the well-deserved win there. So, I mean, that was that was an impressive win. Uh, he fought a hard hitter, a guy with good boxing in Kim, and he was able to, you know, come out on top of a competitive fight. And he didn't even need to hit any takedowns to do so. So I feel like uh, an extended 15-minute fight, I think, is going to favor Jubilee. Um, he, I think he should have the grappling upside here. 
because um, Jekka, this guy was taking down, you know, Pawa Singh, and he had opportunities to take <laughs> his back. He had opportunities to mount him, and Jekka let him up every single time. Like he he hey, he just Martian didn't capitalize. No, yeah, bro, chill out, chill out, bro. You talked about bombing Kim for long enough. <laughs> So, um, oh, man. <laughs> so I think I, I'm not worried about Jekka's grappling threat. I obviously am worried about the power of Jekka. Uh, Jubilee can get, you know, hurt and knocked out at some point in this fight. But I think if it doesn't happen early, I like Jubilee's chances at running away with this one. So I'm going to be on Jubilee for, you know, a medium sized bet here. I, I, I really think he's the more skilled. Fighter. Best bet. Best bet. Right in blood. Sounds good. What, what, what's your read on the fight? Huh? Yeah, so I try to look into this fight, and first of all, I'm very surprised that these are two guys at the finals of the 155 tournament. Like, what was going on there? Usually, you know, the 155 class usually should be pretty good. But, um, I mean, both these guys, I'd be surprised if either these guys put together real UFC wins unless they gave them just other regional uh, people from their area in, like, their future fights. But either way, I mean, the thing with Jubilee is, like, he just... He just doesn't look that dangerous to me. Like, even if he does, like, when he does land good shots and just, like, how he kind of approaches it and I don't know. Just feels like a very low-ceiling guy in every capacity overall. Um, You know, don't tell his mom I told him that. It's kind of, like, a mean thing to say. But it's fairly, fairly true. But, and then Jekka, he's just, like, much more sloppy. But I, I feel like he's just kind of, like, a guy that just stuff and it kind of like lands and it never looks uh good or aesthetically pleasing but a lot of times it'll work and you know maybe he gets a little excited in there but uh but yeah i mean it's like this was a true pick em fight because i was trying to make a decision on one of these two guys and i was like at the end of the day i was like why no like i'm not betting on this fight so i'm actually i, I think jack is gonna win but i don't know well, what about if it's starting the second round? Like, do you what do you imagine like the live line will be? Do you have any opinion on that though? No, I think it's gonna be close the whole because like there's no way like either of these guys winning two rounds in a row is very plausible, but neither is gonna be consistent. Like Jekka is not gonna ever gonna be a consistent fighter. So the other guy is definitely more consistent. So yeah, that's true. That, has- that's why I'm picking him. Yeah, I understand that like the the power and the you know. The, the more dominant upside, like you were saying, probably is on the side of Jekka. But I'm just going to trust my gut on the the consistency and like the uh, the well-roundedness of, of Jubilee. So um, next fight, first fight on the main card. Um, we have uh, Yusaka Kinoshita taking on Adam Fugget. And we have, this is in the welterweight division, by the way. Uh, Kinoshita minus 325. Fugia plus two seventy five. Another cool name matchup here. Your turn to start this one off. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think Kino Shida's pretty cool. I actually thought, you know, I liked this contender series fight. Um, you know, pe- some people didn't like it. I guess they thought, <laughs> I don't know, that he should have what? That he should have finished it earlier. I don't remember. I, I don't no, know. What I remember we were we were arguing about that one because I I I was live betting the other guy. I bet the other guy, but he didn't look bad in that fight. I mean, he fucked that dude up. Beat that guy up. Mm. I'm pretty bad. He beat mm. him up. Come on. Well, the, that well you know what? The, you remember what the scorecards were, though, right? It was it was one one, and then it was two zero for both guys. Yeah, but he was landing he was landing better shots. Come on, like all right, whatever. Either way, you know, Shida. I mean, he just showed me he's pretty talented. I mean, the guy's twenty two years old, but he's definitely getting a veteran test here, right? A fellow southpaw, right? I, I think fucking always uh, fight southpaw. Fellow southpaw, yeah. 
Um, very experienced guy, 34 years. I mean, obviously, he, he doesn't have a lot of fights. He only has 11 fights, but 34 years old. Um, but I just don't love Fuggit at, you know, being his size and stuff at like 170. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like he actually doesn't have that much power, um, you know, in, in a lot of his shots. So I'm, I'm curious to see if he's able to evade uh, some of the shots that Kinoshita, you know, comes in with because I like this guy. I think this guy has some potential. I think he, um, you know, at 170, you know, even maybe if he gets a little bit bigger, 185, I don't know. I just like Kinoshita overall. I think he's got a lot of tools um, to put together. And I think he's going to look good overall in the fight. I think it could be competitive. You know, I'm not advocating for a bet. I'm not, you know, backing him in this fight. Because um, I do think, fuck it, you know, maybe he, some of the wrestling, maybe American wrestling that uh, um, Kinoshita hasn't had to deal with to this point. But he's got a submission game as well. I just like this guy as a fighter. So um, I'll pick him. You know, I would be surprised, honestly, if he lost, though. Like if he got if he got handled, I'd be super surprised. Uh, who fuck it if he got handled? You mean? Oh, if Kino if fuck it like dominated Kinoshita like oh no shit like wrestling. Yeah. All right, but like people were like talking like oh fuck it I like fuck it he's gonna like wrestle like if he out if he beats this guy by out wrestling him I'd be really surprised. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like easy if he if he wrestles so like. Fuggy before Renfro, he was grappling, he was clinching, he was looking like a grappler. Then he he knocked out uh, Renfro, and then he went, you know, got the Morales fight. Um, I guess he wrestled a little in the Morales fight, but um, hopefully he he goes back to uh, you know mixing in that those uh, grappling clinches because if this fight stays in the feet the entire time, it pr- he probably is going to get stung at some point because. Kinoshita's fight against Henrique, you saw Kinoshita struggling with the range, like the long punches of uh of Henrique there. But every now and then Kinoshita would would work his way into the range and then land a big huge punch. And eventually that's what landed uh, the knockout. So I could see Fuggin having similar success here where he's gonna be using that that length, that southball style of his own, and um and trying to, you know, outbox Kinoshita at range here. I just think at, eventually at some point, Kinoshita is going to blitz his way in and, you know, hurt him with some punch. So, um, fuck it needs to definitely mix in that clinch, that, that grappling style, slow Kinoshita down. Maybe hope Kinoshita has got a little bit of, uh, you know, UFC jitters here or something. Um, but you know, Kinoshita's, uh, you know, takedown defense, I think is pretty, um, unknown. Uh, in the the Murray Mama fight, he was taken down and you know kind of gave up his back early, but um, then he got out and you know just knocked the dude out right away. So I really think that the Kinoshita's that usually that usually keeps the guys off your back when you knock them out. Right. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, man. Kinoshita's grappling could be all over the place. I really don't know how how good it is. So just the fact that it's a you know young prospect. Uh, you can't be laying the juice. You can't be, you know, betting him at all here. Some people are betting a uh, Kino sub. Have you seen this? People taking Kino sub. Oh, it's up to nine hundred on some books. Damn, people are betting it at worse prices. I don't understand personally. I guess it could be a club and sub or. I mean, he's f- landed a bunch of submissions in his career, and the guy fuck it is kind of. I feel like fuck is kind of weak. I'm telling you for his weight yeah. class. So. I, I, I mean, nine to one. I think actually isn't worth is is a decent stab because I think uh, you know. Felga gets hurt, he shoots a takedown, gets caught, and uh, yeah, like you said, Kinoshita's got subs in the amateurs and pros, so um, it's it's possible. Um, main card fight next, uh, 
featherweight division, Duhu Choi making his comeback, Kyle Nelson. Uh, we have Duhu Choi minus 182, Nelson plus 157. So I remember Nelson's last fight, I was making a case uh, that he could be value and to bet the overs in that fight because Nelson was going to 155. He didn't have to cut as much weight. And, um, you know, he was fighting a guy who uh, he could definitely exploit a little bit in Herbert. And now he's kind of giving up those advantages. He's going back down to 145 where he's probably going to have tough weight cuts. And also Nelson, um, he gasses out. He gasses out in every fight almost. And, you know, he, he didn't death gas in that last fight at 155, but he, he certainly slowed in the second and third round. So if he slowed in the second and third round at, a higher weight class with a smaller weight cut. And that fight wasn't even remotely high paced too. I feel like Nelson is just bound to keep slowing down at 145 here with that big weight cut. And also the, his chin is probably not going to be do to, doing too well with the weight cut. Do who Choi is a big puncher. And, um, you know, Choi is a guy who is dangerous early. He hits you early, but if you're able to withstand that early storm, he slows down himself. So if you're fighting, if you're looking for a good matchup against Choi, it would probably be a tough guy who's got good cardio, and that's not Nelson at all. He's not tough, and he doesn't have good cardio. So I think this is actually a, a pretty, you know, well match made fight for the UFC for Choi getting his return here. I think he probably will land some hands and uh, probably knock Nelson out early on here. Um, but rewatching Choi, man, this guy, he runs out of ideas quick. He, he tries to knock you out early. He throws some shit at you. And, uh, if it doesn't hurt, if it doesn't finish you, he doesn't really work into fights that well. I don't think he's too intelligent uh, as the fight goes on. So I could see this devolving into some nasty shit if it gets past, uh, the first round, but I think that Choi will probably knock him out in the first round. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kyle Nelson the UFC version of like the job. He's like a jobber. You know, he's that kind of guy to put you over a guy. Um, you know, he's just the guy that he just shows up, give him some fights. He's on the, he's on, he's not on the roster to advance, right? His career. Um, the guy came in in 2018, right? His first fight. And he wasn't really active since then. And he didn't really look good in the Jai Herbert fight. Right. He threw a bunch of calf kicks. That's it. Um, but I don't think that was going to work here against Choi. Um, so I think Choi's going to end up knocking him out. You know, could Choi get knocked out? Yeah, I mean, the guy's a brawler, hasn't fought in, you know, three years almost. Um, or, oh, yeah, three years, over three years. Um, definitely the guys he fought, much tougher, guys with much more longevity, like, you know, Jordan, Stevens, Cub Swanson. So I feel like Choi will land a punch on Nelson early. I don't think it's taken that long. Like, I don't think... Were you advocating for the over? Is that what you were saying? No, no. Okay. It's just not going to take that long. Um, Because uh, Nelson's chin is going to be terrible, too, at 145 as well. So, I think that Choi's going to win. Like, I can't support this guy. <laughs> so... What is his... um? They don't even have the fucking props up on FanDuel right now. I don't know what's up with that for this fight. Um. I want to see what Choi KO any time is. I, I, I bet it's probably only like plus 150. Um, let me let me pull it up. Plus 120, yeah. I mean... Choi, I will, think, knock, Choi will knock this guy out. Yeah, I think so too. Um, plus 120 is not like great value, but I think it'll happen. Um, 
Heavyweight showdown next. March and Tabura, Blagoy, Ivanov. Uh, Tabura's the slight favorite, minus 134. Ivanov, plus 114. A lot of action coming in on Ivanov. Was plus, you know, 170 just about a week ago. Um, and, you know, just steady action coming in on the veteran Blagoy. Two, uh, two old old boys here, 36, 37. What, what are your thoughts? Who's love, your dog in this race? Love love the, the intro into this fight, Martian. Obviously, like you uh, described, there's so much line movement in this fight, some back and forth, you know, with it. And there's no doubt in my mind that this should be top billing. This should be the five-rounder here. Um, I'd love to see Blagoy once again and Marcin Tybora. It's not like both, either of these guys are um, foreign to the five-round nature of, uh, a Uf- of a UFC main event. And, uh, you know, they always show up to fight um and very experienced so i'm actually uh shocked uh that this matchmaking had not happened uh beforehand um and i am glad that it is happening so you know marcin tybora i i rode him very heavily during his uh resurgence where he had he had like five fights in a row or something like that wins um he was like pick him in all the fights too it was crazy um and in that last fight against Romanov, like, Romanov, what are you going to do? The guy's going to fucking take you down. You know, what's in, like, it is what it is, right? But the guy stays calm, under pressure, you know, uh, you know, fights back, wins those last two rounds, whatever it is. They didn't give the guy a 10 I I don't know. I'm not a judge. But, you know, he ends up winning the fight. Now, Ivanov, the thing with him is... He hasn't fought that much, but you just know what kind of fight. Like, he's going to bring an ugly fight. He's going to make the fight ugly, dirty, right? He's he's kind of, like, punches into the clinch. Like, he's kind of, like, throwing these clubbing shots. Like, some of them are effect, in, looking ineffective. But, you know, he kind of just chips away and grinds at you. But the thing is, like, I feel like Tybora, he has just, like, he's a different kind of heavyweight. Like, like similar to, like, Fedor, right? Not that he's Fedor, obviously. But he's just comfortable everywhere, and he has, like, a little bit of a better motor, I feel. And he's, like, a little bit more nimble, like Fedor, than people give him credit for. Um, And I think that'll work out actually pretty well here against a guy like Blagoy, who's kind of very stiff. You know, maybe doesn't see the kicks coming as much, you know, that that, uh, Tybora likes to use, right? I feel like... uh, didn't Sakai have some success throwing kicks, right? He, he he did pretty good with those, I think. I I don't, I don't remember, but he hasn't fought that. He right for like Derek Lewis and uh, what's the last guy? Uh, the the Pizau, um, the Lima. Lima. So, yeah, so I feel like uh, Tybora is just like a whole different kind of puzzle, um, and I prefer him here because like what is like Blagoy really gonna take him down and hold him down? Like that's tough for me to imagine, and Blagoy's the main training partner for Francis. Um, in Ganu, so he's definitely taking some big shots in that fight. So in those sparring sessions, so I'm gonna take my boy Marcin Tybora by decision here. Um, it's that plus money you could get best market. This is plus uh, what one one sixty one eighty? You get one eighty one sixty five. So I like that. You know, I don't mind the money line either, but I think you know Bulgoy's a tough motherfucker. Like. I don't know if you heard this, but he got stabbed a few times, maybe once yeah. or twice. Yeah, he was in the hospital. Yeah, he's got that booty hole in his chest, as uh, oh, yeah. Derek Lewis said. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I largely agree with most of that. There, I think I would stick with money line, though. I think you know, no need to get cute with the decision. Oh, but Lagoy, you see what that guy gets hit with, dude? That guy has a crazy chin. 
Yeah, but he's, you know, 38. You don't, you don't want to be relying on it too much. Is I think it is kind of funny. This fight is like minus 200 to go the distance. Um, yeah, minus two over is minus 244. Hilarious. Um, yeah, exactly. So why wouldn't you play the fucking goes? Uh, I like because I don't think that's right, man. I don't, I don't think so. I don't Maybe know. Maybe under that. Um, nah, nah, it's, it'll go to the decision. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think to, the pricing is, you know, getting a little more accurate. I think Tabura around, you know, 57, 60% seems, seems about right to me. Um, I, I think he is a lot, you know, fresher and more nimble, despite him technically being older. If you just look at the way Ivanov moves, man, I mean, his, his his knees don't work too well. He's obviously very plodding and slow on his feet. Uh, Tabura just, you know, he moves more nimbly. He seems like he's, you know, got uh, just a little more pep in his step. You know what I'm saying? And the dude, you know, just fucking wins fights, man. I mean, what is he, six and one in his past seven? Only fight he lost was against Volkov. And even in that fight, like, I think... I think he showed up to win. He he put his best effort forth. He tried taking down Volkov, you know, 16 times and failed all 16. One thing I will say, though, looks it doesn't look good for him is he tried 16 takedowns and failed all 16. And then Tom Aspinall attempted like two and just immediately took Volkov down and made it look so easy. So I don't know if Aspinall's wrestling is actually that good or, or what the deal is there, but that's not a good comparison. Um. Anyway, though, I think um. Thanks for giving it to us. So. Yeah. Anyway, I think um. You know, the 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 striking has potential to be close here. You know, Ivanov, you know, is a is a master at lulling people into like low volume, you know, counter striking type of shot. Uh, but Tybora is like he's kind of he just throws these little quick little jabs. Like he's not really. I feel like he's not gonna get let himself get into a, like a low volume fight. Yeah, and I think Tabor is just gonna be pushing him against the cage, and they're gonna be. They're going to be jockeying for position. I mean, I really see it being a close, close decision. Um, I, I think Tabura has a little more clear upside, but man, I don't think I'll be betting on this fight at all. Uh, Tabura has been a money train in his career, but um, yeah, I just can't get him to bet it here. I mean, I think, you know, when it's all said and done, Ivanov might have had a better career than than that guy Romanov. And then Romanov was minus 400 against Tabura. And now Tabura is the favorite here. So maybe right. getting a little bit of correction here. What? Right. Like, was, is there something wrong with what I just said? What does that mean? Well, we had who, Romanov. What, what would, who would win? Romanov versus Ivanov? Who would you pick? <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Well, you just, what that. you just said. You, that, you basically just that up yeah but Bulgoy is good i mean he's fat and he's slow and he's unathletic but like he knows he's he's experienced and he oh, what do you pick in that fight Bulgoy or romanov romanov reluctantly um anyway co-main event time can you believe it devin clark is in a co-main event taking on da Eun jung which is almost equally surprising uh, da, da Eun jung is carrying him da Eun jung minus 250 he is. He let me down in his last fight bad, badly. I was there in person to watch him get iced by Jacoby. Um, Jac- Jacoby got lucky there, man. I mean, he landed the hardest punch of his career right behind the ear of Da Jung. And Da Jung popped right back up to his feet. He was of ready course to he go. did. He's Korean. He was ready to go. He was ready um, for more. But, you know, Clark, I mean, on the feet here is is probably going to be in trouble. He's probably going to have to wrestle. And I and I distinctly remember taping Da Jung's 
regional fights years and years ago for the Cadi Ibrahimov fight, this motherfucker was hitting switches in in these fights. You, a, a light heavyweight Korean guy is hitting wrestling switches in his fights in the regional scene in Korea. Yeah, but that I was, was like, like against like a pro wrestler looking fat, well, fat dude, wasn't it? I don't remember. I truthfully do not remember. I could probably pull yeah, up some the, sketchy the, as re, the regional fights. He had a sketchy but, um, with like a sumo motherfucker. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Dev Clark's weird though. I mean, against uh, William Knight, he he looked good. It looked like honestly like one of the best performances of his career. And then Mercikhanov, he looked spooked. He looked scared. I don't know if he, he had the flu or something, but he he looked like all time worse in that fight. Remember when he got triangled in like thirty seconds versus Anthony Smith too, man? I, I think, think I think I think that was after like a month after he got vaccinated. By the way, Marsha. Yeah, I wouldn't triangled. be surprised. It was. You know that deer on his chest. I mean, he is yeah. he he has essentially become that deer. Um, um, and he's he's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> da Eun Jung is gonna is gonna win the fight, um, probably by knockout too. Probably you know catch yeah. uh, catch Clark behind the ear, <laughs> put him out. Man, that um, was good. What well, What are your thoughts here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, interesting fight. You know, I'm glad that it's in um this one in the Apex because I feel like Devin Clark's dad probably wouldn't fly to Korea to watch Devin Clark, but for the Apex, you know, he's going to be in there. Um, yeah, so Devin, who was Devin Clark fought uh, William Knight, right? So he fought that fight at heavyweight, I remember. You know, back down here at 205, but just, you know, Devin Clark, I feel he, this is the kind of fight where, man, it kind of reminds me a little bit, honestly, of the Alonzo Metalfield fight, where people feel like, you know, the guy's in the ice him, the guy's, uh, you know, he's going to be able to defend the wrestling. You know, the guy is too durable or, I don't know, too strong. So, I mean, I feel like I want to bet on Devin Clark at plus 210. And this is the exact same price that I bet on him against, uh, you know, Alonso Menafield. And Dong Jung is not reliable. His cardio is not that good. He kind of, like, in his last, like, few fights, the only clear win was that weird, you know, KO with the elbows, right, against... Oh, and then, obviously, the William Knight fight. But even that fight, right? It took him so long. Like I was big on him there, but I just I feel like them. I thought he dominated that one. He did. Well, the William. No, he, he also though. Also though, he did um, rally late versus Sam Alvey and get a ten eight round. So I don't think his card. I don't think his cardio is to be much. I don't know. Concerned. Maybe if they're grappling a lot, maybe I don't know. Either way, yeah. I feel like Devin he Clark's, really hasn't fought any wrestlers. That's no. that's a good point. I feel like Devin Clark's probably value here. Um, with this fight not being in Korea too, it's probably helpful. It helps him as well, um, more than like the market probably takes into account. Because you know, Devin Clark doesn't need to fly overseas. This guy has to do the opposite. So I'll I'll side with Devin Clark. I mean, I've never. I mean, I've always thought Troy was decent, but I never yeah. really think minus two fifty against mid top twenty guys. I don't know about that. You called him Troy, bro. Oh, John. My bad. <laughs> yeah i told you, you know, i'm mixing like, these guys up i feel like he's he he's a more of a korean superboy than than Choi is i feel like he fits that moniker a little better um main event time a fight we've discussed before a fight that fell through a few weeks a few months back and they, they think about it, this guys they actually had a decision like hey do we want to make this a main event again and they said yeah let's do it um so we got Derek lewis taking on sergey spivak um Spivak minus 235, Lewis plus 200. 
Um, I'll just keep it going with this one. Just and I think Lewis is is the side here, man. I mean, it, Lewis has looked terrible lately against you know guys who come at him early. They throw hard punches. They get him out of there. Sergey Spivak does not throw hard punches. He's actually a, a very soft puncher. And, you know, he's a grappler who's probably going to be looking to take the fight to the floor. And uh, I think that's a good thing for Lewis, man. I mean, Lewis has always been a, a hard guy to to consistently out grapple. You can take him down. You can put him on the map. But he knows how to stay safe. He knows how to pop back up to his feet. He saves up all, all of his energy and he bursts back up to his feet. And uh, I think that, that he has a good chance at that happening here early on if he gets taken down. Or he might just start fast and, you know, Spivak might think that he's uh, he's got a chance to knock him out. And Lewis might, you know, start him on the feet. So I feel like uh, Lewis is, you know, a great chance to win the fight if the fight stays on the feet. And I don't think it's the worst case scenario if he gets taken down early on here because he's been taken down and laid on by a lot of guys before and he's stood up and he's knocked them out time and time again so uh spivak also you know i i hate to say it the guys made me a lot of money but he's a little bit of a quitter man i mean that that shot versus aspinall that elbow man bro come on he he packed his bags he did not want any more and you know he 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 kind of took the l there so um I just think that uh he took the what? I, he took the L there. Oh, the, I thought you said he took the elevator. <laughs> oh. No. No, no. But um yeah, that's about enough about that one. Uh what do you think? A banger of a fight. I mean, you see uh, you know, uh what's his name? Uh Derek Lewis, he's looking slim. He's running stairs, he's running miles, he's running in the heat. You know, and I'm actually surprised that they didn't follow through with the Korea card cuz I can't believe that the Korean market wouldn't want to see Derek Lewis um, in a main event. Why wouldn't they want to see that? So I think that's disrespectful, honestly, to uh, to to us in America. But whatever it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean Spivak, he just—I mean—he's the dark horse of the heavyweight division because he himself looks pretty. Um, he's filling in, you know. He's kind of losing some fat, maybe gaining some muscle. I don't know what's going on in in Vegas with their feet in the guy, but he looks a lot more ripped. Um, and just a guy, a heavyweight who can grapple and will grapple is, you know, you don't see those, they don't grow on trees, right? They don't call them Gable, you know, there's not that many Gable, Gable Stevenson's out there. Um, not saying Spivak is that, but he might be him. You never know. Um, so I actually think Derek Lewis though, should be able to maybe with that, you know, uh, decreased body fat little quicker, can clip Spivak as Spivak looks to reach, grab him. Uh, and, you know, Spivak did let, what's his name up, uh, Greg Hardy once or twice. So even yeah, if he does, stuff. even if he takes him, yeah, Sakai, yeah, got, got up too. But, you know, Spivak is good at, like, getting to the wrist and, you know, get, you know, holding, you know, turtle and stuff like that. So, but Derek Lewis is a different kind of guy. So I'll take Derek Lewis. Yeah, Greg Hardy, I think, stood up three times in two minutes. Um, he he had hit six takedowns on Sakai. To, and to Greg Hardy, bro, I tell I tell my guys this a lot of, a lot. You know, I knew that there was a problem with Greg Hardy when I saw that he wore socks when he grapples. So it's a big no no. It's a big red flag. Um, and Derek Lewis is definitely you know he's the best blue belt in Texas. So he's definitely a lot better on the ground than um Greg Hardy. And with, with Spivak's ground game, he all, he's still like ground and pound focused though. Like I feel like he he's punching Lewis in the face is just gonna motivate Lewis even more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, 
And uh, guess what, Ozzy? It is February. And you know what that means? What does that mean? It is Black History Month. Ah, it is. <laughs> Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, uh, historically, Ooh. I think, was undefeated in, in Black History Month. Ooh. Did take the loss tied to Ivasa last year and uh, in February and kind of uh, broke that streak. But, man, you got to think that that adds at least 5% hey, to his hey, money. Hey, hey, it, it can't be a coincidence either. Devin Clark, also black in the co-main event. It can't be a yeah, coincidence. But... It can't be a coincidence that these two guys are top billing. It can't be. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I don't have as much conviction uh, on the BHM uh, narrative there. But any other? Let's see. What's that? Any he's other a brown bear? No, I just don't. No, I don't. There's something about that matchup which I don't think the 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 history month is going to play as much of a okay. factor. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that'll do it. That was a great, 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 do great thing to add, though. Right at the end, perfect. I love that. It is. Um, and then Bellator, uh, Fedor retirement fight. Um, ten years supposedly, too late, supposedly. Yeah, I, I think it's funny that people are celebrating that. Like Fedor, what a great career. It's like, yeah, this, you know, it went on about uh fifteen fights too long. Fedor, yeah. um, yeah, Fedor's gonna lose that fight for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't understand. Like this guy's like, hey, uh. You just won your last fight via first round knockout in your home country. Uh, you you want to go again against that guy who you sure. just knocked you out and on the other side of the That's world? That's why he's Fedor, uh, bro. That's why he's Fedor, and 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 we're not, bro. It's just what it is. <laughs> and then I got a hot tip for everybody who's still listening at this oh, point Lord. in the card. Um, Yusef Karakaya is uh is the spot on the uh. On the Bellator card, I have Carl Albrechtson too, but I honestly don't even feel as good about Carl as I do about uh, Karakaya. So look into it. Um, cool. That'll do it. Any any Bellator synopsis you want to give? Oh, I just, I'm not betting as Johnny Eblen. I think maybe the over three and a half is solid there. Just minus 180. But Johnny Eblen, I feel like he's a he's a big humper. Big humper. Um, I don't like Steve Mowry, so I want to fade him. Um. And I mean, man, that Caldwell fight is actually pretty interesting to me because um, Nikita. I mean, I didn't think he was he looked all that great in against uh, Barzola. I think that's who he fought last. And, yeah, and Darian Caldwell, you know, being a dog to him. Maybe it's just like the Russian style is bad. Maybe Darian Caldwell is cooked. Yeah, let me not let me not invest in him. Yeah, that'll do it. And then my and then my good friend Amanda Levy is uh uh you know fighting in the PFL. Best of luck to her. Best of luck. All right, that'll do it. Thank you all for listening. We are back with the uh, Volkanovski versus Islam next week, right? Um, big pay per view next week. So we'll talk to you all then. Thanks for listening. Hope you all enjoy the fights and win some bets this weekend. We'll see you all next week. Peace out, everyone. Peace.